Welcome to the Rock of Bay County, Florida, where our vision is to be a multi-generational gathering, moving as one body to bring the glory of Yahweh to this beautiful county and to all the earth. We hope you are encouraged and blessed as you listen to this message. Psalm 16.8. And Cheryl, Uncle Steve, that's Psalm 16.8. Alicia, that is Psalm 16.8 in New King James Version. I have set the Lord always before. I'm, I'm ruthless. I'm ruthless. I don't let it go. No one's going to speak up ever again. He's reading out of Matthew, even though he's saying Psalms, but I'm not saying a word. Yep. Amen. Good job. Yep. I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand. Psalm 16, 8, Eva. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. I set the Lord before me. Such a simple concept with such a profound impact. I set the Lord before me because he is at my right hand I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh will also rest in hope, resting in a joy-filled expectation for good. That's the way of the believer. (laughs) If you don't have the joy-filled expectation for good, all you have to do is get in the waiting. Just rest, sit, be still and know that I am God. A lot of times we're not convinced of his lordship, of his sovereignty, of of who he is because we're not willing to sit in a place called mystery in lack of understanding to receive the knowledge of the goodness of Yahweh. It, It requires stillness. And if it... One of the most difficult things to do in this day and age is stillness. Even in stillness, even in sit, like just try to go sit down for a minute. For real. Let's not make this overly hyper spiritual. Like genuinely think, when's the last time you just sat down and you weren't asleep? You sat down, didn't have a phone, didn't have a book, didn't have a TV on, didn't have a radio on, didn't have anything and you sat with the intention of being still. Forget the secret place if you can't just be still. You know what I mean? Like, who cares that you could shackalack for 30 minutes if you can't just sit for five to be convinced of who he is. Be still and know that I am God. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. My flesh also will rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul to Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life. You will show me the path of life. Not figure out and strive to find that thing that makes you feel alive. In Him is life. In him is life, that you will show me the path of life in your presence, in your presence is fullness of joy. 
At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So Eva, let's give our example one more time. I know you love getting up here. If you were here last week, you already know this, but this is, this is it says that he was, because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. So my right hand, Eva's the Lord today. And then I'm going to be at the end, it says at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. So how am I at his right hand? This is what it looks like to set the Lord before you. To set the Lord before you, not here, not here, wait, right here. I know you're the Lord, but just listen to me for a second. Not here and not back here to pull it out whenever, whenever you, you get in trouble and there's a circumstance. Oh, I set the Lord before me, stay right there and let me hide. Remember this song, you can sit down, thank you, Lord. Um, you can remember the song is, is it's, it's saying, it's saying, this is how I fight my battles at your table. That, that revelation of him at the table with setting a table before you in the presence of your enemies. Today, we, it is, it is absolutely apparent that there are swords slinging around. Shots are fired. It is, it is, it has caused division among people. The, the political system, the religious system, that leaven got in and it's become quite apparent now. And, and as, as Christians and as believers, as kingdom sons and daughters, it's not our job to pull out our sword and it's not our job to declare that he's gonna pull out his sword. Yahweh does not sling a sword around. He speaks a word. He changes things in a moment. Make room for the God of impossibility. The God that makes things that are absolutely impossible for you. That's exactly where he thrives. Because you know what? A miracle in heaven isn't really a miracle. It's just normal. <laughs> this, is how, this is how it works. A, a, a man who's in a, in a car accident that literally there's no way it shouldn't have taken his life. Impossible. Look at the, impossible. That does not happen. Should confound the wise. It should make people feel like, what, what, in the, what is that? that? It should be the days of awe. Someone should look at that situation and say, where's, where's the dead body? Where's the dead body? Where do I? No, he, that's him walking right there with a little scratch on his head. Mm, and his mama was in her prayer room every single morning praying for him, not because there was a situation, but because she set the Lord before her and she's looking through the lens of Abba and his goodness. And she's saying, the first thing to do in, in order to set the Lord before me is I'm gonna make up my mind. Number one thing that we have got to do is make up our mind. As for me and my house, I will serve the Lord. This is who I am. This is what my DNA is comprised of. I am not of this world, though I'm in this world. And I, and I don't subject myself to the ways of this world. I, I make up my mind. There's a term being used for Republicans as the silent majority. You know what, really, the this, this silent majority of Christians need to start to rise up with a bold faith. There, there can't be a silent majority. It should be, a light can't do anything except be a light. 
And we've got to stop hiding and hiding until it's convenient to put him up before us. And this seems like children's ministry, youth camp kind of stuff, doesn't it? But take me back to the beginning. Make me pliable. If I don't have this, if I can't set the Lord before me, if I can't make my mind up, how can I ever expect my boys and my little girl or your kids or this next generation to be able to set the Lord before them and be bold, have a bold faith? How could you ever expect that to happen? You've already bowed your knee to the way of this world. Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, Daniel, they would not bow their knee. Even if he doesn't, I've made my mind up. I've set the Lord before me, not as a shield, as a father, looking into his eyes, seeing myself as he sees me. And we think about this in the way of circumstances, but lately I've been, when I set the Lord before me, we've got to understand it's not just to view, it's not to make your life better, right? It's not just to say like, now let's put this up to, to hide all of the bad things going on because you're a believer and you can rejoice and that's it. That's good, but you have to understand that if you're gonna look into the eyes of the Father, you're gonna have to start to see yourself for who you are, not who you wanna be. If you're really viewing yourself, you're seeing the reflection as he sees you, the apple of his eye. You have to be okay with what you might find in his eyes. And I can tell you, it might not look like what you think you look like. It probably is gonna look way different. And it's this, it's this, this, this relationship of hearing his voice. It's this relationship of being able to hear him even in a whisper. To be close enough to see your reflection in their eyes, you have to be right up on somebody. You have to be face to face. This isn't, this isn't some biblical terminology. It's a, it's a reality of how he wants to be set before you. How closely he wants to be with us. How tenderly he wants us to love him and we and he love us. But we have to be willing, if we're going to come to that place, to see us as he sees us and to act according to that revelation. And most of the times, no one wants to get that close. Because that causes things to change. It causes you to change the way you think. It causes you to change everything you know. The promise I had, the word I stood on. I remember back in 1971, he told me that this was what I was going to do with my life. But did you hear him in 1983? Did you hear him in 2005? Did you hear him in 2017? And are you hearing the whisper in 2020? Thank God Abraham did. He heard him when he said, put your son on the altar. I was obedient. But I also was close enough to hear the whisper when he said, Abraham, stop. There's a ram in the thicket. Stop being so dead set on what we are. This is who I am. I I was supposed to be a businessman. That's what I believe he told me. I'm going to, I'm going to start businesses and we had all these great dreams we're going to start businesses sell businesses and I've just got all these things figured out and I'm, 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 I'm up in this, this room it was right there right there and I'm up in this room and there's a whisper 
want you to speak my word. I want you to lead the people of the Rock of Bay County. What? No, I, I, no, listen. Li- well, <laughs> I know we had this relationship thing going. It's great. It's in the secret. Yes, yes, yeah. It's awesome in the secret place. I need bold faith. I need you to step out. I need you to do something that doesn't seem like something you ever thought you would ever do, but this is how I see you, son, and this is where I need you to be. See, I can speak about this stuff because I did this stuff and I'm currently doing this stuff. You gotta be willing to see, when you set the Lord before you, you gotta be willing to see yourself as he sees you. I don't care if you're 73, 85, Two, 105, I'm trying to cover if there's anybody that's over that. You too, if you're breathing, it's about you. Doesn't matter your age. Doesn't matter your age. And if, if, if you stay in the place of not willing to hear, which a lot of people want to do that, they do. Church is great. It gives them the fix that they need to be able to make it to the next time. And they can justify their actions. They can justify how they walk. And they can come back because there's always that chance of repentance. But he's talking about today if you will hear my voice. Today. Not, not, not an hour from now. Right this moment. What better opportunity than right this moment to hear the voice and to change direction. Stop rowing a boat that was meant to be sailed by the wind. You're trying to force your way into faith, force your way into striving, and and convince yourself that you're a son of God, and convince yourself that you're full of faith. You you, you won't convince yourself. It's actually in his nature, in his DNA. He is the one who is completely faithful. If you're looking in his eyes, faith is just a natural response. If you know who he is, faith is a, it's a natural response. But not only do we have to be willing to look at ourselves through his eyes, we also, here's, here's one that's hit me hard and always does. How do you see others? More importantly, how do you see others that oppose you or don't agree with how you agree or walk the same way that you walk? The, the issue with, with the United States and with church and with Christianity and, and with, with, with really just the state of, of the culture right now is not because of homosexuality, homosexuality or, or, or the transgenders or the Black Lives Matter or the liberals or whatever, the Republicans, whatever side you're on. That is not the issue because that's not our world, right? No. I'm not, I'm not coming down to fight a battle I wasn't designed to fight. I'm looking at his eyes. In his eyes, I see goodness. So how do I view these people? The issue is that most Christians today could give you, tell you a story about the goodness of Donald Trump and list off quickly one of his policies before they could ever tell you about the goodness of Yahweh that happened within the past week, the past month, and probably the past year because it's 2020 and it's so difficult. They can't tell you about, they can tell you the goodness and they can fight for Donald Trump or Joe Biden or whatever. I just know that we're in the South and it's Republican city over here. But so, and, and he's in office. So it, 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 it's, it's, I can fight for Donald Trump 
and I can tell you about the good things that he does and I can tell you about his policies, but what goodness of Yahweh is on your lips testifying of him, of his nature, of the world you're of, and then what scripture can you tell me that's not John 3.16? John 3.16 is amazing, but quote me something that Yahweh showed you in secret when you had your face in a Bible. Is that, is that too religious? No, it's not religious. We've made it religious. There's such living words, secrets and mysteries in this book that are there to design. It's not the end all be all. Doesn't mean he doesn't speak to you. And don't give me that excuse me, crap, that if you are just focused on the Bible, you'll never ever hear him. I hear him when I'm reading the Bible. Now, now you, can, you, can, you can hear him outside of that, obviously. And he speaks today, no question. But don't make an excuse because you're not willing to be still and you're not willing to subscribe to the things that he's put in front of us. And it, it's, not, it's not condemnation, it's conviction that if you can tell me about something good that a man has done before you can tell me about the goodness of Yahweh. It's not that he's not good, right? He's good, period, done. Don't, we, don't need to, we don't need to go argue that, we don't need to talk about everything, you know. He, he's good. It's our issue that we have an awareness problem. We're in, and we attribute things to happenstance or to just a good day. We, 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 we don't fall into that category of in all of my ways I acknowledge him. Trust in the Lord completely in all of your ways. And how many? All. All of your ways acknowledge him. And if, you, if, if he's set before you, if you're looking him face to face and you're viewing everything through his eyes, then everything is attributed to him and his goodness and his glory. So be careful of the banner that you're raising up and, and forfeiting your place as a lampstand, as a church, a place of influence, because you can speak of a different world, but you are not articulate in the ways of the kingdom. Matthew 6, 43 says, your ancestors have also, this is the passion translation, guys. Your ancestors have also been taught, love your neighbors and hate the one who hates you. However, I say to you, love your enemy. Bless the one who curses you. Do something wonderful for the one who hates you and respond to the very ones who persecute you by praying for them. For that, listen to this. Listen to this, for that will reveal your identity as children of your heavenly father. You cannot call yourself a son and a daughter of Abba if you're sitting in the seat of the scornful and you're casting all of your spears and swords at, at people that don't agree with you. That's an, it's, a, it's an inferior weapon for today. It's not how you can fight a battle. It's not how you'll win a battle, but it's how you can kill yourself. For that will reveal your identity as children of your heavenly father. He is kind to all, bringing the sunrise to warm and the rainfall to refresh, whether a person does what is good or evil. 
What reward do you deserve if you only love the lovable? Don't even the tax collectors do that? How are you any different from others if you limit your kindness only to your friends? Don't even the ungodly do that? Since you are children of a perfect father in heaven, you are to be perfect like him. No longer do you have your excuse if you're truly setting the Lord before you. If you're truly looking through his eyes, how does he see those people? And what is your role in how he sees those people? Pray, not for them to join up with your opinion, but that the presence of the Lord gets before them like he gets before you. Not that their policies change for America, not that they don't get elected as presidents, not, not any of those things. Pray for them, that the presence of the Lord floods them because ultimately our hope is not in a system, it's in Yahweh. And I, I spoke this for the first time when we were over in the ark and there was probably about three or four people that stood up whenever I said this and they jokingly walked to the back. To be honest, you don't see them here this morning. But I said, if this is true, then Nancy Pelosi should be on your prayer list. <laughs> Absolutely not praying for the devil. I'm out. I'm, nope, nope, uh-uh. What time does First Baptist get out? I think I can make it to church still. But, but the, the nature and the promise does not shift or change or come down to our level because we have the inability to act upon the promise of Yahweh. It doesn't shift and change gears. He doesn't say, that's tough. Yeah, that's pretty tough. You know, the whole salon thing and, you know, it's, that's, that's a, I, I can't ask him to pray for. No, pray for those that you think oppose you. It sounds, when, when you were speaking, what story came up to me is a story that I don't think anybody in here has heard because it's really biblical, uh, Old Testament stuff. There's this guy named Jonah, and um, there's a whale involved, a big fish, and it's, it's wild. I don't know if you've read it. But, but one of the things about Jonah is, he, is he, he, was, he, he wasn't some whatever guy. Like He obviously had such a close relationship with Yahweh that Yahweh could speak to him and said, I want you to go to Nineveh. And he was like, that first off, you got to attribute the fact that Jonah was a confident guy. He believed that what was on him was about to start a revolution and change all these wicked people. Therefore, he ran from his call. It wasn't just because he was scared, though. That's what I thought I was taught. And, but what, in the end, you realize the reason he's running and he doesn't want to, to do what he says is because it didn't look like what he thought he was going to do. He would rather the whole wipe out all these people. Let their heads roll, Yahweh, and then let everybody know that I was right. Praise Yahweh. But he says it's the kindness of Yahweh that turns men to repentance. And so if, if that's true, what I'm looking for is not for them to mess up. I'm looking for them to, 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 to repent, to change the way. And I, what I want you to do is go into the darkness and be a light. And I want you to all of a sudden make these people that are wicked and hate you and disagree with you and have cursed my name. I want you to go in there, infiltrate that system, not with your theology, not with your sword, but with your light. And when that light starts to shine, when they start to feel that the darkness cannot overcome it and their lives start to change. But but you gotta be willing to look in the eyes when you set the Lord before you. And you gotta be able to be okay with what you find in that secret place.
It might be the whisper of, go to Nineveh. It also might be the whisper of, stay right where you are. Sit. Wait. We don't, we don't have an issue with prophecies. I mean, you can just, what's the prophecy for 2020? What's, what's going to happen in 2021? I, I genuinely, I, again, I don't care about an opinion or a prophecy that was not found face-to-face in a place called holy, one that could separate themselves. Because honestly, like most of the things we call prophecies and prophetic, my, my wife says it best, it's like, when did prophetic mean weird? Now, some, sometimes the prophetic nature and sometimes things, it's so uh, obscure to what it seems like it should be that it comes off as weird. But we let people that are just being weird and going out there and just, they like to just, we're only this and this is how this is going to be and this is how that's going to be. And we say, well, that's really weird and that doesn't really line up with what Yahweh is speaking to me face to face, but they're prophetic, so I'll trust that. We need some, what did Yeshua say? Yeshua said, I do nothing that I don't first see my father do. What is the father saying in this time? What is the father doing in this time? And the only way to know is to be holy, set apart unto him, face to face, meditating on his word and on his law and who he is day and night, night and day. That is, my friends, the goodness of Yahweh. That is what needs to come through us. And if you're, if you're face to face with him, the, the, the boldness that starts to exude out of you is what is called faith, faith, which is natural. It's also funny. It's the only way to please the father. <laughs> Shouldn't that be our hearts as a son? Jonathan and I have talked so much. I've said this before, but we talk about our boys. We never discipline the girls because they're too sweet. There's no need. But the boys, whenever you, when, when, when you correct them, oftentimes, now it might be for like, you know, maybe Leo a few days later, but typically they're always, their response is always to run back to me, to get really close to me. Because they understand my nature. They're so close in relationship that we see the goodness of God and even in the in the change of direction even in the correction even in all of the things it just draws us closer to him because it's the lens of goodness it's who he is it starts to be who we are and we start to be full of faith in, 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 in the Father. And I, I, I truly believe that. It's time, it is time, it is time, it is time to step out in bold faith and make sure that everybody that sees you, not based on your judgmental theology, but based on the light that exudes from the innermost being of who you are, is known, not your political party banner. And I speak this all the time because I believe it's my call. Doesn't mean as an American, go vote on November. Is it November 3rd? November 3rd, go vote. I believe you should. I believe you should stand for what you believe is right. But at the end of that, on November 3rd, after you go in there and you get your little I voted sticker, know that he is still seated on that throne. No matter what takes place, In the coming days, he's still seated on that throne and you are still the light. It does not matter 
In the natural, yes, some things can matter, but, but by the spirit and by the higher power and who we're of, understand he's got this whole world in his hands. You need to go back to the nursery rhymes. Maybe we should just go in there with Regina and Renee all the time and just be reminded that he's got the whole wide world in his hands and that he knows the number of hairs on your head, that he deeply, genuinely cares about you and your life, not you and your opinion and policy. You care about the generations, he cares way more than you could ever care about the generations. But see, faith is always, even though it's supposed to be a natural thing, the the reason you can't ever strive yourself into it is because it doesn't make any sense. As with most things in the kingdom, left is right, up is down. I always say this, it's just, it's it's weird. It's like you you have to die to live. You give to prosper. <laughs> what? Waiting produces strength and not anxiety. In the midst of chaos and calamity and every single trial, you're supposed to do what? Give thanks? That, that does not make sense, my friends. And, and one of the things that's crazy about faith, what the Bible says about it in Hebrews, is it says that by faith we understand. By faith, we understand that he created everything and who he is, right? And that it wasn't created by things that are seen, but things unseen. That by faith, we understand. In, 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 in our culture and in, in how we understand, it, you, you get knowledge that creates an understanding of the topic. It's not even that we're not supposed to understand. It's that we, the faith that we have is what produces an understanding. It's again, flip the switch, turn it around, shift this thing. It's first faith, then the understanding, which makes it the hardest thing to do. But then it's impossible to please the Father. He loves you unconditionally. You are loved. You, you have favor. It, 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 he, he, you are a son and a daughter. He loves you. But there are times where you actually stir the Father's heart, that you actually please him with acts of faith. And faith is not stagnant. I've said this so many times, but faith, it's the word's imuna, and it's active. That's why many times in Scripture he says, oh, it was your faith that made you well. And faith can look like thanksgiving. Remember the lepers, the one that came back and gave thanksgiving. He said, this act, this faith is what is going to make you completely whole. Not, not just healed, but restored as if it never happened to you in the first place. This, this faith you just exuded is going to make you whole. It's a, something that actually stirs the Father. And it's something that I believe that we have got to walk in and should start to become a natural response of looking eye to eye with him, face to face, setting the Lord before you. Just landing with you guys this morning. It has landed. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. That is the church at large right now. That is the church at large right now. Some of these guys would do so much better and be so much more successful in church if they would stay off social media and stop exposing their ignorance and their back and forth stuff. 
See, I stay off social media so you don't see my back and forth, that we're in the pole bar and then we're in here and then we go. I'm joking. We're led by the Spirit. It doesn't look like what everybody else does, and it shouldn't anywhere. But you, you see these people of like, well, okay, there's such a pressure. We're, we're such a platform. We got to make sure that everybody knows that we agree with this, we disagree with this, but not too much, not too much, because we still love and we still are this, and, and, and it's so confused. And it may, I, I, I hate thinking about these pastors that are sitting there allowing that weight of the world to be on their heads. Because even the, the little pressure that I, that I can deal with, I, I've learned in my humility and in my uh, ignorance to just give it to him. I don't have anything else. I don't have a backup plan. I don't have anything to fall back on. So I just give that to him. And I can't imagine the back and forth that just goes on in a day like this. Be awful to be a mega church pastor today. I'd hate it if I wasn't led by the Spirit. You know, just, I would hate to be that anyways. But just back and forth, back and forth. Who am I going to make mad? Who am I going to upset? This isn't a place to just come and I say this, I said this to, to my friends the other day, but I say this all the time is it, it, we don't come here. Yeshua does accept you where you are. He meets you where you are. But he doesn't leave the 99, go for the one with the intention to stay right there with the one and just sit there. He's, you're coming back with him. And you have got to be willing to come into a place, hear something and change the way you think. We're about repentance in this house and not I'm sorry, but in the shifting of our mind, renewing of our mind. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be moved. Therefore, my heart is glad, my glory rejoices, my flesh also will rest in hope. For you will not leave my soul to Sheol, nor will you allow your Holy One to see corruption. You will show me the path of life in your presence as fullness of joy at your right hand are pleasures forevermore. It's just, it's, I think about, and we might do this again during Christmas time, we'll probably do it right now, I don't know, but you don't have to have us to, to do this exercise, but it's so powerful to have something in your hand with the intention that you have to give it away. Christmas time two years ago, we, we gave gift cards and it was such a simple, and it's funny because like a lot of people that, you know, were all holier than thou were like, and they would add to the gift card. They do whatever. No, it's like, don't, don't go, don't, don't get all whatever. I'm giving you $25 gift card to Walmart. All out, the, the, this isn't about the people you give it to though it is. I, it's about the idea of you have something you have to give. And today, so many people have something to give, but the thing that they give is politics. It's venom. It's not anything that's life. It's not light. It's knowledge of good and evil. It's knowledge of good and evil instead of knowledge of the glory of Yahweh. It's the knowledge of the glory of Yahweh that's supposed to cover the earth like the waters cover the sea. Not the knowledge of the darkness. And most people walk around with a a darkness doctrine degree. And they can tell you everything about what's wrong right now. And what the the evils Regina mentioned about. It, It just shock you to know about the evils in this world. 
You're doing nothing except dimming your light. There's grace and there's people that can design to handle that, but I guarantee you most of the people that are so tied up in the political world and tied up in all the good and evil fight right now are not those people that have that grace. And it is killing and destroying sons and daughters of the kingdom that we're supposed to stand and be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. And I, I, I feel like we have got to come back to the simplicity of it is the kindness, the things that exude. If we're face to face with the Father and we're looking through his eyes at these different people, these different cultures, this, this, move, this move of darkness that's happening, instead of being like Jonah and saying, Yahweh, lop those heads off. Give us another four years and let's change the world. And start saying, let your glory, let your goodness cover their lives get inside of them and change the very fiber of their being. Let there be such a shift in them, not, not politically, but, but spiritually such a shift in them that generations to come from their seed know you and they know life and life more abundantly. I want to read this real quick. It, it comes from what we just, what we, we talk about, the, the knowledge of the glory of Yahweh. I'm going to read Habakkuk 1 and 2. This time out of, I'm, I'm going to mess you all up. You're all going to start bringing like phones. But I'm reading this out of NIV. I, they, these, these translations, they come, it's not to try to make it. I never look at a translation to make it mold to what I have to say. But I do read other translations because sometimes I see something more in one that I don't see in the other. And they, I, 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 it, there's just a breath on it. And so I don't just subject myself to the one. I love the Passion Translation. It's awesome. But this is, a, this is, this is in the NIV. Habakkuk 1 says, this is Habakkuk's complaint. How long, Lord, must I call for help, but you do not listen? Or cry out to you, violence, but you do not save. Why do you make me look at injustice? Why do you tolerate wrongdoing? Destruction and violence are before me. There's a problem. What's set before you? Destruction and violence are before me. There is strife and conflict abounds. Therefore, the law is paralyzed and justice never prevails. The wicked him and the righteous so that justice is perverted. And this is, it says, the Lord's answer. It says, look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed. The days of awe. Look at the nations and watch and be utterly amazed for I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe. Even if you were told. Faith always precedes understanding. If you demand to have it the other way, it will always be an inferior breakthrough. Even if you were told, I am raising up the Babylonians, that ruthless and impetuous people who sweep across the whole earth to seize dwellings not their own. They are feared and dreaded people. They are a law to themselves and promote their own honor. Their horses are swifter than leopards, fiercer than wolves at dusk. Their cavalry 
gallops headlong. Their horsemen come from afar. They fly like an eagle swooping to devour. They all come intent on violence. Their hordes advance like a desert wind and gather prisoners like sand. They mock kings and scoff at rulers. They laugh at all fortified cities. By building earthen ramps, they capture them. Then they sweep past like the wind and go on, guilty people whose own strength is in their God. So that's the knowledge of the darkness. Yahweh, I, Habakkuk, I, I understand what's going on. But I've got something coming that you have no idea. And if you would just shut that mouth and stop telling me about how bad things have gotten and start to, start to listen to my voice, start to hear what I have to say, you would be full of hope. Now, Habakkuk's second complaint says, Lord, are you not from everlasting? My God, my Holy One, you will never die. You, Lord, have appointed them to execute judgment. You, my rock, have ordained them to punish. Your eyes are too pure to look on evil. You cannot tolerate wrongdoing. Why then do you tolerate this, the treacherous? Why are you silent while the wicked swallow up those more righteous than themselves? You have made people like the fish in the sea, like the sea creatures that have no ruler. The wicked foe pulls all of them up with hooks. He catches them in his net. He gathers them up in his dragnet. And and so he rejoices and is glad. Therefore he sacrifices to his net and burns incense to his dragnet. For by his net he lives in luxury and enjoys the choicest food. Is he to keep on emptying his net and destroying nations without mercy? I will stand my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give this complaint. I think that Habakkuk shifts for a moment and he, he, he realizes what, what th- this is junk coming out of my mouth. I started this sentence with talking about who the Lord was and then started to question why he's dealing with all of this stuff. And finally he goes, you know what? Maybe I should shut up. And I just feel like this is, this is this people, not just this people. I think kingdom sons and daughters needed to come to the place of shut your mouth. Be still and know that I am God. Put me before you. Look me in my eyes and see what I'm going to say to you. See what I'm going to say to you. Not hear, see, because all of my senses were designed to sense the Father. Even smells can bring you back to a time. See what I'm about to say to you. And here's the Lord's answer. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that, I, that a herald may run with it. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. Not, not, not in times, the end. His goodness starts to permeate through his people. The darkness starts to be taken out by the light. When that light is switched on, there's no way darkness can stay. It speaks of the end and will not prove false, though it linger, wait for it. Wait for it. Whirl in the dance, 
stand on tiptoe and bind together for it will surely come. It will certainly come and will not delay. See, the enemy is puffed up. His desires are not upright, but the righteous person will live by his faithfulness or the, the, this one part of this whole thing that I like, the just will live by faith. The just will live by faith. Stop trying to justify your stance and justify your actions and understand that he is perfect and the one that justifies you. And the way that you are designed to live is by faith. How does faith come? Looking him in the eyes, being so in awe of the one who is completely faithful, being still and knowing that he is Yahweh, that he is Yahweh Almighty God, that he is Abba the Father. See, the enemy is puffed up. His desires are not upright, but the righteous person will live by his faithfulness. The just will live by faith. Indeed, wine betrays him. He is arrogant and never at rest because he is as greedy as the grave and like death, it is never satisfied. He gathers to himself all the nations and takes captive all the peoples. Will not all of them taunt him with ridicule and scorn saying, woe to him who piles up stolen goods and makes himself wealthy by extortion. How long must this go on? Remember, this is Yahweh talking. Will, will not your creditors suddenly arise? Will they not wake up and make you tremble? Then you will become their prey. Because you have plundered many nations, the people who are left will plunder you. For you have shed human blood. You have destroyed lands and cities and everyone in them. Woe to him who builds his house by unjust gain, setting his nest on high to escape the clutches of ruin. You have plotted the ruin of many people, shaming your own house and fortif- uh, forfeiting your life. The stones of the wall c- will cry out and the beams of the woodwork will echo it. Woe to him who builds a city with bloodshed and establishes a town by injustice. Has not the Lord Almighty determined that the people's labor is only fuel for the fire, that the nations exhaust themselves for nothing? For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. I love how in the midst of darkness, 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 this is what they're doing and this is right. He repeats back, who, what's dark, what's bad? He's speaking to those people. Will not all of this come against you? Well, he's not talking to Habakkuk anymore as much as he's talking to these people. He wants it to be plain on tablets so that they know that, that he knows what they've done, that it's on account. And he says, because here's the goal. The goodness, my goodness, my glory, it's, it's inevitable. There's no battle being lost. There's a battle that was already won. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Woe to him who gives drink to his neighbors, pouring it from the wineskin till they are drunk so that he can gaze on their naked bodies. You will be filled with the shame instead of glory. Now it is your turn. Drink and let your nakedness be exposed. The cup from the Lord's right hand, from the Lord's right hand is coming around to you and disgrace will cover your glory. The violence you have done to Lebanon will overwhelm you and your destruction of animals will terrify you for you have shed human blood. You have destroyed lands and cities and everyone in them. Of what value is an idol carved by a craftsman or an image that teaches lies for the one who makes it trust in his own creation. He makes idols that cannot speak. Woe to him who says to wood, come to life or to lifeless stone, wake up. Can it give guidance? It is covered with gold and silver. There is no breath in it. 
It is not alive. And I love this part. What is the focus of this house? One thing have I desired of the Lord. That will I seek, that I might dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, that I might behold his beauty and inquire in his temple. Where does he say he is? In the midst of all this chaos, in the midst of him telling everybody what's going on and how bad this is and that the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. Guess where he is? The Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth be silent before him. He didn't say all that because he's about to start slinging a sword and start making heads roll. In a lot of ways, he said that for us to let us know, I'm in my temple. At the end of all of that, guess how I take care of this? In my temple. The greatest achievement David ever did was, nev- was not slaying a giant. If, if anything, that qualified him in a place of trust. The greatest thing that ever, ever David did was build a tent a tabernacle. And we're in a place now that Yahweh is wooing us. He's calling us to be face to face. And your knowledge of the good and evil is not going to bring life to this world. I say this every week, but this is, the, you maybe when, you, when I stood up here and said every week from now on, as we, as we move into this new year, as this new glory, that I'm gonna get up here and talk about the goodness of Yahweh, that it was gonna be all the goodness of Yahweh is fierce. The goodness of Yahweh is violent. The goodness of Yahweh takes care of things, but the goodness of Yahweh changes you. It's the kindness of Yahweh that leads who to repentance? Men. It's not just a one-time thing. A lot of times for me, it leads me to all, repentance daily, changing. I mean, I thought it was gonna be this way, but I'm willing to shift this way. I'm like a river. I just go where, you know, we can fight the river or we can jump in. My brother Ben always says that. Stop fighting the river and learn to jump in and ride, and ride that river. It's living water and, and there's a, there's, uh, I'm, I'm wrapping it up. But there's something that's been on my heart and there's an announcement of, of something that's going to take place here in a couple weeks that I feel like I can, I'm gonna give right now in, in this anointing, in this time, in this presence. And, and with this, I want, you to, I want you to hear the voice of Holy Spirit, period. Yeshua, when he was baptized, he was baptized in water. When he came up, there was a beloved identity. This is my son in who I'm well pleased. If in baptism you didn't come out convinced, it was the wrong thing that led you to baptism. It was the wrong thing that led you as a foundation to repentance. It's, it's, it's baptism coming up, the beloved identity, the dove descends, rests on his shoulder, is the spirit of Yahweh, and he doesn't immediately act He actually goes into the wilderness. The Holy Spirit leads him in the wilderness, not to tempt him, but to show his strength. When he comes out, Yeshua Yeshua makes a statement that I think is, is, all of this stuff started to flow together for me and it's what I'm seeing about this time. So just hear me out and I'll get to it. But Yeshua comes out and he makes a statement. Before there was a ministry, before there was miracles, before there was breakthrough, before he was seen as who he was, all the stories we read about and 
and the signs and wonders and miracles and the love, all of that stuff, Yeshua stands up and he uses faith before there's the promise fulfilled. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. But the poor does not mean wealth. It means the brokenhearted, those that are down and lowly. He, he comes to bring good news to this dark world and say, listen, stop it. This is not about darkness. Look at this light. Look at this life that's in me. Let it be light to you. But he says, I was anointed. And what I've seen, this was last night as I slept because I woke up with this on my heart, that what I've seen uh, about this time is, is like in Mark. And actually, you might have said something about, about uh, a wineskin. Did you say, was that you? In, in our Call the Wild meeting, somebody mentioned a, a wineskin. Jess, Jess did. This, this is awesome. But this is, so I looked at, back at this thing and this is really what I believe is starting to take place for some. Remember, let, gosh, I'm everywhere with this, but I want, I, this is so, it, I feel it in my bones and I'm trying to make sure that I'm able to describe this to you. But I'm gonna use Emily Grammer's story first and then I'll get back to where I'm at. Don't let me forget the wine skin. Emily Grammer, I've told this before, but, but I, I had a word that I believed in the, in the beginning of the year. I said, we're gonna be baptized into the roaring 20s. That, that's, that's kind of a confusing thing, but really it's not, Evan and I have talked, it's not, it's not about being baptized into the roaring 20s as much as it is being baptized into the one who's roaring over us, the Lion of Judah, being baptized into the goodness of who he is and letting that be the lens, the scraping of the lens, the new saturation to who he is, the beloved identity to the goodness, and that being something from which we go through, uh, uh, launch from, Emily Grammer, she came to me after a call of the wild meeting, tears in her eyes, and she said, I need to talk to you. And, uh, and she said, I-, I want you to baptize me. And I said the religious thing of, well, haven't you been baptized already? And she said, I have, but this is what I feel Yahweh's, he's, he's, I- I've never felt like this before. What, what your nephew said, Dustin, it, when I went up and I hugged him, he just is crying. He said, I never, I never knew it could feel like this. I never knew it could feel like this. I never knew I could be this alive. I, all the things that I've done, all the life I've walked through, everything that's come, I've come to a place where, where I, I never thought it could be like this. And us as Christians believe that we've reached the pinnacle. That, that was done. But I can tell you, friends, I, I, I feel like I've never felt before. It's as if it was the first love, the first time, the first time I ever experienced the Father. This is so new and so real. And Emily said to me, it's so real and so alive and so new. I believe what Holy Spirit is guiding me to do is to be baptized again today. And so we did it. And she was moved by the idea of the living water, of water that is actually alive, that is natural, that is moving. She was baptized in uh, Henry and Caroline's uh, lake, which is spring-fed by seven springs, completely spring-fed. And, uh, and we didn't know that until afterwards. We had to kind of compromise on where we were going to do this. And it was, it was like a wedding. That's all the only way I can describe it. It was like a wedding. It was very intimate, but it was the, the, the presence there was so real and so tangible. And as I baptized her, I came up and I, she came up and I said, I believe that you are the first fruits for our tribe. I didn't know what, what, what's going to take place or whatever. Well, so I believe that there's going to be some people that say yes to this. And I am not up here to convince. I'm up here to, to tell you my heart. 
I'm up here to be obedient, period. I could care less, could care less if you, if, if, if you say yes or no, except for the fact that I want you to hear Holy Spirit. And if he's saying yes, you need to say yes. Or you can be like my brother Shiloh, who I love. And he said, you know what? To be completely honest with you, I don't have the reason for it. I don't have the theological background for it, but I'm in the flow of the spirit. And I just want to say, yes, I want to jump in and be baptized again into this. And you're not going to upset Yahweh because you make another confession of your, 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 your love for him and your, your thankfulness in, in salvation. That, that's, not, that's religious crud. I already said crap, so I'm going to go back to it. It's religious crap, okay? He is not upset that you are feeling him more today than you ever felt and you feel you need to be baptized. But here's the other idea in the wineskin. What I really believe, Mark, the book of Mark says that uh, no one puts new wine in an old wineskin for you'll lose both the wine and the, the wineskin because that wineskin is, is brittle and, and, it, and it, it's, it's, an, it's an old wineskin that's been emptied out. And what happens in that process is actually when you have a brittle old wineskin, well, let me finish. With Mark, it says that you need a fresh wineskin. It doesn't say you need a new wineskin. That wineskin was filled with new wine at one point. It needs a refreshing. And I believe that this is what some of us are going to start to walk into is is that what happens with that wineskin, to refresh a wineskin, they dunk it in water. And when it comes out of that water, they rub it down with oil. And Yahweh showed me last night of him being baptized and and that that was a wineskin. It was a a depiction of a wineskin that goes underwater, comes up fully alive, convinced of who he is and is anointed to bring bring good news to the brokenhearted. And I believe that there's gonna be some people that come, come into this thing and say, I just feel a little bit brittle. I feel a little dumped out. And I feel like I'm not carrying the same amount of wine, new wine that that I used to carry. And I want to make sure that I am pliable enough, that I am fresh enough. I want to be refreshed. I want to be renewed. I'm not dead. I don't need a revival, but I do need a renewal. I do need something to change. I need something to shift. And I want to be filled again with new wine. And if that is your call, that's the other side of the token that says it's time in this day, in the year of 2020, which I believe is the impetus to the roaring 20s to be baptized once again into his goodness, into his glory, into the the lion of Judah roaring over you, not not against you, but for you. So in in response to that, what I believe, I've said this, if those are the reasons to be baptized, if that sits with you today, I would take a piece of paper right now and I would write yes. I would write yes, and I would not falter from your yes. If that is what you believe, I I would do that today because you will sit around and convince yourself of outside of the anointing, outside of this Holy Spirit pressing on you, you, you will make a different decision because it's not as convenient. Say yes, step forward, 
and move into that place. If you feel like this is speaking to you and this is Holy Spirit's pressing on your heart is a reason to say yes. If you feel like you just wanna jump in the river, it's a reason to say yes. And if you just want to, it's a reason to say yes. If you've never been baptized, your child or you, and you wanna be baptized, that's a reason to say yes. That's, that's a very, very good reason to say yes. This is gonna happen Not this Wednesday, but September 30th. That's not this Wednesday, but the next Wednesday at St. Andrews State Park where we had our beach service that one time. This is all, this is all possibly, it's all weather permitting, looking at the flags like I talked about before. We're not going to be having baptisms and double red flags. <laughs> you don't even have to be dunked. You just sit there and get hit in the face with the water. All right, get out. The goal is to come back out of the water fully alive. So we're, we're going to be watching these things. But the plan is at this point in time to, be, to, to have a baptism. We're going to have just a service. We'll have worship. And, and I know that some people have, have issue we've talked about like with it being intimate. I promise you that it's the presence that makes it intimate. It, it, we're a tribe. We're a family. If you are not going to be baptized, you can still come, but you better not come as a spectator. You come in union and unity and joining and rejoicing with those that feel this on them. And also, if you're not going to to be baptized, make sure, make sure that you're feeling this now. Make sure that, you're, that you are a, a, a wineskin ready to receive new wine. That's great. That's awesome. Fantastic. Trust Holy Spirit and move how, you're suppo- how you want to. But, but I'm, I'm just telling you, this is as a leader, this is what's been on my heart. I don't know why, except for this is what Holy Spirit said. That's how I'm always, whatever, however, whenever. I can't give you any more explanation. So if what I've given you doesn't explain it enough and you want to come sit down and talk to me, I can sit down and talk to you and tell you the exact same stuff. I will give you my notes. They say the exact same stuff. This is a Holy Spirit-led thing. Don't make it a religious thing. Don't make it a religious act. Make it a supernatural manifestation of the glory and the goodness of Yahweh in this day and this time. Amen? Amen. Let's stand. Six, yeah, no, I didn't, you know. Um, it's about being led by the Spirit, Shiloh. You just guess. No. Um, September 30th at 6 p.m. is currently what we're going to do at St. Andrew State Park. If you don't have your tithing offering ready, we're about to receive your tithing offering, so get that ready. Um, but yeah, we're, the, the plan is September 30th, 6 p.m., St. Andrews State Park. And we will send out newsletters. If you do not get emails, we're, we're soon we're going to get to where we have either things printed out or we'll display it somehow. Um, but, we, but, but if you don't get the emails, you don't get the text, please, please let us know. It's, it's a great way to stay up to date with what's going on. And if we have any, I, I, I believe that we're gonna move into times where things are gonna be so fluid that you might be able to expect to come on Sunday. I, I, don't, I don't wanna take away that consistency, but there might just be a call. Man, we just, there's a lot of people that are just feeling a call of worship. We're gonna be up at the, up at the tabernacle worshiping. I don't, I don't know, but we, I, want you to be, I want you to be in the loop. So, so please take the steps to do that. The last thing I'm going to say is if you cannot make that date or if we end up having to change it and you can't make the date and you still want to be baptized, come see me personally, please. 
we will, we will make arrangements to make that happen. Cool? All right, Yahweh, we thank you so much for this day. We thank you so much for your anointing. We thank you so much for your glory and your goodness. We thank you for this place that we get to gather in. We thank you for Bay County. We thank you for this land that we've been, we've been placed in. We thank you for our tribe and those people you've joined us together. Let this word permeate the beings of these people. Let them touch the heart and change the way that we think, Yahweh. Let this be about you and let this, this word just bring you closer face to face with this people, Yahweh. We love you and we love to do your will. We, we love to, to, to be soft and pliable and tender to you, Yahweh. Just continue to work on our hearts and help us set you before us and to meditate on you day and night. Ask you to bless this people. Let them be a light in the midst of darkness. Let blessing overtake them to where it almost feels wrong. It's so good. Let these be, let these be the days of awe. Let us be so in awe of your goodness, so in awe of your glory. Let your presence be so evident in the lives of this tribe. I declare this in the name of Yeshua. Amen. Here to receive. So if you have your... Thank you for listening. For more information on The Rock of Bay County, please go to therockofbc.org.